Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And happy belated Valentine's Day to everybody. Hope you had a good holiday and a nice holiday weekend. Absolutely. A nice long holiday weekend. I had the kids home for a couple days. Yeah. Um, so how did you celebrate Valentine's Day with your guy? It's funny you ask. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, 20 plus years ago, see, my husband and I got together. It was January. And the month after was Valentine's Day, and I wanted to start like a tradition. You know, restaurants are packed on Valentine's Day. Who really, I, I don't know, I know I don't enjoy going to a packed restaurant and having to choose off a menu that's, you know, pre-selected and all that. So I started a tradition that I would make my husband a lobster dinner okay. on Valentine's Day. So that's what I've been doing for 20 plus years now. But then 10 years ago... Surprise, Carlo was born on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. His birthday is yeah, literally Valentine's so Day. Carlo is a Valentine's Day baby. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, how am I going to do this now? <laughs> you yeah, know, you baby like you comes always, first. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like you always have to like kind of split the holiday attention, I guess? Well, this is what I do I celebrate his birthday and I make some lobster dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that one of the foods he'll eat? Um, Carlo won't eat lobster. <laughs> I, I wish he did, but you know, we're working through his eating habits yeah. these days. Um, but my husband, the family, we all enjoy the lobster and I usually order Carlo what his favorite meal is. Yeah. Right. Well, I was like, I know you said he liked, he liked hot dogs and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, making a lobster roll is kind of similar. Similar, you think, but maybe? not the same, not the same, <laughs> you know, but I make everyone happy that day. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't complain. Yep. So, so actually everyone gets a gift that day. Because I give my husband a little something, mm. and I give my kids a little, cho- you know, chocolate, and then Carlo gets, you know, the birthday gifts. So yeah. everyone's happy that day. That's nice. I mean, my mom would always do a little something on Valentine's mm-hmm. for all of us, which was sweet. But yeah, it's just something easy, a little chocolate. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a huge holiday, just an acknowledgement, you mm-hmm. know, for your loved ones. Yeah, I was gonna say with having Carlo born on Valentine's Day, then I also assume since then you haven't done like a solo date night with no. Buddy then. No, we haven't. I would never leave Carlo on his birthday. You know, it's a funny story because when I was pregnant with Carlo, um, he was the only child that we did not find out what we were having. Really? Mm-hmm. It's funny about the last one. It's like the technology is the most advanced. I know. Well, you know why? Because when I got pregnant with Sophia, I was actually working at mm. the office where they do sonograms. So oh, wow. it was very easy for me to find out what I was having. Yeah. <laughs> and the same with the older boys. Um, but with Carlo, I wasn't working. I was home. And I was like, you know what? This is the only surprise that I could possibly have for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who cares what it is? We have boys. We have a girl. It didn't matter to me. So we decided not to find out. In our minds, we had some names picked out for boy or girl. And I said, oh, you know, even though Carlo's due date, believe it or not, was supposed to be February 28th. So I did not expect him to come on February 14th. um, We said that, you know, the month of February, Valentine's Day, if it's a girl, we were going to name her Valentina. Oh, really? Okay. But if it was a boy, it was always going to be Carlo. When I finally went into labor on Valentine's Day, I thought it was like a sign that I was having a girl. Mm -hmm. But sure enough, it was a boy. (laughs) Oh, well, that's not on you, though. That comes from the man. I know. (laughs) I know. And who would have thought? But he comes from a family of four sisters. Who would have thought he would have had three boys? I know. It's like he he had to balance it out later Mm -hmm. in life. 
Um, it's funny. I was, it's funny that you say Valentina. I mean, I get it because of Valentine's Day, but it's like my sister's name is Carla. Yep. So I know a lot of people will do that with names of almost like there's the male version, female version, or the yeah. name is just like no gender really. Well, I feel like-, like in the Italian tradition, if you end the name with an A, it's for female. If you end mm-hmm. it with an O, it's for male. Yeah, I think that's same with like Latino names too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. But actually, when my sister was named Carla, uh, Grandma Grace, like cried and she was like oh after the bakery <laughs> and i remember my parents being like we just like the name but sure like yeah yeah, there you go yeah of course there you go <laughs> type of thing but yeah uh i mean it is a weird year this year i know a lot of people have been thinking like what can we do to even celebrate mm-hmm. um and i saw aren't you doing like a live cake thing we are we're doing a live. we did a live cake thing um friday night friday before valentine's day that's cute and fun, you know. Everyone enjoys it. I think it's a cute couple thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, especially during these times. You, where are you going? And it's something to do on on a Friday night. Yeah, or like a cooking class, something. Exactly. I started like working full time again. I took up another job, and oh boy, yeah, and it's great. But the one thing is, I didn't realize like the sitting at a computer and on the screen all day. That when I'm done working, I've now been cooking way more. And I actually gained weight because I was like, I just want to be like doing yeah. something else, doing like anything else. And I'm like with my hands, like I'm not looking at a screen. Just trust me. I get it. I feel like this whole year has been like that for mm-hmm. us. And I remember when we first got on lockdown in March, um, you know, that was it was good and bad. It was an opportunity to have all of us together in one house, something that doesn't ever happen, right. especially because my husband was traveling every month. I mean, he travels 350,000 miles a year, literally. So just to have him here and then having the kids home, we were cooking up a storm from baked goods down to like different pastas and Mm. different dishes. You know, they used to call it the freshman 15. This is the COVID 15. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm feeling it. Uh, I remember when I first started working, I gained a little weight, like a full-time job after college. And then people told me it's called the the desk 15. Uh, They're like, yeah, because you're you're in one place for so many hours. mm -hmm. You're not just like going from class to class or from the dorm to your wherever. Like they were like, yeah, you don't realize that you like walk a lot in college. Yeah. You're like, okay, now you're at your desk (laughs) working whatever, eight hours, and then you're going home. Crazy. Um, all right. Well, the first email here we have, and if you guys uh, want to email the podcast, it's what's up cause pod at gmail.com. That's what's up cause pod at gmail.com. So first email is called resolving family disputes. Oh boy. <laughs> Hi, Lisa and Erica. I love, love, love the podcast. Thank you all so much for all the advice. I married into a large Greek family and my husband and his brothers all work together. Together they have many businesses, but the bulk of their businesses are in the food industry coffee shops, sandwich shops, restaurants, etc. COVID-19 has put a tremendous amount of stress on the family, and I feel like everyone is just fighting all of the time. Carlos Bakery has had its share of conflicts, I'm sure. How do you keep business and family separate? How do you resolve your family disputes? Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Mia. Okay, Mia. Well, we definitely have experience in this department. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> Greek and Italians are not that far off. <laughs> no, they're actually very similar. Believe it or not, my aunt married a Greek. Really? Uh, my uncle is Greek. And uh, I'll never forget because I was one of their bridesmaids at their wedding. And their ceremony was literally like three hours long. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the bridal party had to stand the whole time. The whole time? You understand? The whole time. Oh, my god. The gosh. whole time. 
crazy. I've, I've never been to a Greek wedding. I've been to a Greek baptism. Uh-huh. And you know what the difference is? They take the babies fully naked and it is fully right dunked. In. <laughs> right <laughs> in. Trust me, I know. I have three cousins. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's so funny that you'll hear like the screaming of the baby, uh-huh. like the baby's crying and then it's just muted. I'm and like, then it's like amplified through this little like, I don't know what it is. It looks like a giant face. I anyway. was like, did I just see that? Did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, I remember going to one with no warning and I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Crazy, but, but extremely similar to the Italian culture. Oh yeah, for Definitely. sure. Especially the parties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huge parties. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, when they start dancing, like we have our tarantellas uh-huh. and they have like, it, it's a similar form of dancing. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Really, really cool. So yeah. family business, huh? You know, COVID has done so much to so many people. I mean, who would have ever imagined, who would have ever thought that we would ever be experiencing what we are? And mm-hmm. for a year now, let's be honest, yeah. it's going to be a year. Um, so funny. The reason why I know that is because I turned 40 on March 9th and everything went to hell the week after. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 40. <laughs> I was like, Great. <laughs> Oh, man. Shut down. My yeah. husband hurts his hands. I have rest <laughs> issues. I'm like, can we go back to 39? <laughs> yeah, um, but I have to say, you know, all our bakeries shut down also when COVID happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I have an amazing husband, thank God, that he kind of is the head of the family. And he sprint into action. And believe it or not, within two weeks, he actually changed the business model mm-hmm. because, um, you know, listen, my husband and his sisters, we all work together. You know, we all eat out of the bakeries and it's our livelihood. So he needed to figure out a way to still bring in money, even though we were shut down. True story. Like he was in this office for literally two weeks and he completely revamped the whole business. Um, so the advice I could give, there's always going to be ups and downs in families. Everyone just has to learn to be patient and work together because if you don't figure out a common ground to work together, because let's all be realistic here, five heads together to figure out a way to make money is better than one. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's opinion matters. And I think that once all the opinions are out on the table, majority rules true and you try that that way and if it just doesn't happen to work then you move on to another another way but you won't know until you try it and family's family you know i know i know in the italian culture there's different personalities who's loud who doesn't who yells who doesn't like to yell who's quiet you have to just work through that you guys were all brought up together as a family and you have these businesses together as a family. You got to learn to work together as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what being adults is all about. What would you say in the line of like keeping business and family separate? Is it almost like the don't go to bed angry thing of like you might have disputes during the day and then at night is it still like have dinner together? Like, I don't. Well, this is that's how we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's how we are. <laughs> that's how we are. We yeah. will be screaming at each other one minute and then we'll be at each other's house having dinner that night. Yeah. <laughs> we really don't hold grudges. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. You don't have to agree with me. I don't have to agree with you as long as we get it off our chest mm-hmm. and we move on. You know, there's always three sides to a story. There's the way I see it. There's the way you see it. And then there's the way they see it. Mm-hmm. You know, every person 
could see a sto- an argument in a different way. And they could all be the right way. You know, no one has to be wrong in it, but it's a matter of coming to a compromise and figuring it out. Because in reality, if you have all these people in these businesses, they're all eating out of these businesses. You got to suck it up, figure it out so you can make money. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking of it because she said she married into the Greek family. Mm. But I was like, well, if they are like Italians, if there's yelling happening, that is people usually kind of getting it off their chest and then they're fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're not that way, then you're sitting there still feeling like there's like conflict. And you might feel like, what do you mean we're going to just go hang out with them? Like everyone was just yelling. <laughs> it's like, if they're like Italians, it is kind of like a, like when I was growing up, if my parents ever got in a fight and were kind of yelling, we just m- knew that meant like, oh, we're getting takeout tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, they've been fighting too long. Mom didn't cook anything. So like suddenly it was like, mm-hmm. guys, what do you want to get for takeout? And we're like, oh, I guess it's over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I guess we're done. <laughs> exactly. going to have dinner. So. But yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's even, it's the same thing of like, if you live with friends, it's like there are friends, but there's going to be conflicts of like, yeah. you're in the same house. Like, I've had that with people, you know. Listen, that's what makes the world go around. We're all different. If we were all the same, it would be a really boring world. Yeah. It's just a matter of how you're going to resolve it and move on because life's too damn short. Very true. Um, well, thank you so much for emailing Mia and I hope you guys still are doing okay with all the businesses. Um, and if you guys want to send us an email, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's what's up, cuz. P-O-D at gmail.com. All right. We'll do another quick one. It kind of relates to this. Someone emailed in about Italian roots. Ooh. Hi, Lisa and Erica. I love listening to you every Monday, and I wonder about your Italian roots. How much is it showing in your lives now? So, a couple questions. First is, do you speak fluent Italian? I don't. I do. You do. I've heard you speak mm-hmm. to your, I think, your grandparents. Yeah, my grandparents only speak Italian. Funny story, I am first generation here. My dad was born in Italy. Um, He came to the United States when he was 14. My mom was actually born in Venezuela. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So what happened was, um, from the story I get, is during the World War, my grandfather um, picked up his family and moved to Venezuela. Or my grandparents moved to Venezuela, and that's where my mom and my aunts and uncles were all uh, born. And then they moved to the United States. So when we moved to the United States... um, my mom got married. She's the oldest in her family, and I was the first grandchild. Okay. So I only knew Italian as a language. Really? And it's funny because you don't remember things when you're really, really young, mm-hmm. but I swear I remember this. I remember going to kindergarten and not knowing a stitch of English. Really? And I would have to stay after school every day with the teacher. She would teach me English. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just went right into kindergarten, nothing. Right into kindergarten. That's even amazing of, like, your parents didn't speak it, even just, like, navigating the school system. Yeah, no, they learned it while we were here. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. It's funny, my my mom is first generation, so I'm second, and her parents, I think, actually met in, like, English school here. Ah. They both came over here, and it was something, like, my grandpa gave a ride home to my nana and someone else. That's uh-huh. how they met. Um, but in the school that they were in, they said, speak English at home. Because your kids are going to pick it up fast and they'll make you better at it. Mm-hmm. So my mom's experience with it was they would speak in Italian when they didn't want her and her sister to know of course. what they were saying. Of so my course. mom can understand a good amount. But mm-hmm. I was, I remember I was mad because I was like, man, if you were fluent, then like I could have maybe been fluent yeah. situation. And I'm, I mean, I assume your kids speak a little bit. Or well, maybe know funny a little. story because so 
I'm fluent in Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents till this day speak only Italian. My grandfather picked up a little English. And, you know, when you speak to him, he speaks both languages to you. So you yeah, have to yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like my, Spanglish, yeah. yeah. My grandmother is completely Italian. So um, I do keep it up. When Sophia was born, we did start speaking to her in Italian. And she was picking up on things. But Buddy was born literally 15 months after that. Mm-hmm. And um, when Buddy was born, you know, he, I was noticing that he wasn't reaching milestones. And I was getting concerned. And, you know, I took him to the neurologist. He wasn't speaking at two years old. Uh-huh. And um, I remember the doctor, because, again, I was young. I, I was 24 years old when Buddy was born. I, I was a baby myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it's your first or second child, you're like hovering. You're like, what do they call those <laughs> helicopter moms? Really? So it's what you think it's more so the second? Um, First and second, I have to say, because they were so close in age, I felt like they were kind of like yeah. twins, basically. Okay. I remember him saying, well, what are you speaking to him at home? I'm like, well, we speak Italian, you know. And he's like, well, stop doing that. He's like, you know, you're confusing him. It's one language. And we got like so nervous that I did something that's so bad to my son that we completely stopped talking Italian in the house. So that's when my kids didn't pick up Italian, you know. Yeah. Oh, damn. I, I I wouldn't think someone would say that because I feel like the thing we always hear is, you know, whatever the language, like learning part of the brain is for kids. It's like, it's very easy for them to become fluent Mm -hmm. till a certain age. And then, then it becomes harder. So like there's certain schools that like they start teaching kids Spanish in kindergarten and it's like, oh yeah, no wonder they pick it up better. I regret it. I should have never done that. I completely regret it, but you live and learn. Well, I mean, also, you're listening to a doctor, yeah, a neurologist, exactly. not like just a exactly. pediatrician. Yeah. Like, the neurologist is like, you're confusing him. Because mm-hmm. that's even with like, uh, my brother I had a little bit of a stutter, and his problem was that his brain was going really too, too fast that he could speak. Yeah. And the advice was they were like, just don't interrupt him mm-hmm. and like, just wait. And don't don't seem like he has to rush. Yeah. And like he'll just get rid of it on his own. But it's like, yeah, you go to the doctor to take the doctor's advice. It's crazy. You know, I, I, that's why I think all mothers have like a sixth sense. And you got to just go where you got. That's it. Yeah. Right. Or as we say, second opinion. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, maybe it would have been like, okay, yeah, don't till he's like three. Yeah. Or wait, like, you know, give yeah. him a year once he's speaking, then teach little words at a time. But. Exactly. But, oh, I mean, live and learn. Oh, well. Live and learn. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Then the only other question this person asked was, uh, do you, <laughs> says, I know Lisa and Buddy make a lot of Italian food. Does Erica like Italian food, too? <laughs> and I was like, who doesn't like Italian food? That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I, I know anyone I know eats Italian food, no matter what nationality you are. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. To be honest, I don't eat a lot of it anymore, just because when I'm trying to eat super healthy, mm-hmm. and it's not that certain Italian things aren't healthy, but it's like, yeah, if you're doing the cheese and the pasta and all, like, it, trust me, it's the best. I want it. If I Erica, let's it be time. honest. Most Italian food is not healthy. <laughs> I know it's not. It's it's not. It's a lot. Especially, I found I can't have too much dairy. So. But for me, that's a treat when I when I go home mm-hmm. or if I'm with family. It's like, oh, okay, we're having an Italian feast. So. Exactly. I'm like, of course I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I not seem Italian on the podcast? <laughs> hey, listen, I love a lot of ethnic foods. I love Mexican. I love Chinese. I mean, we eat Chinese food here once or twice a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I you love know? everything. Especially, I, li- I live in Astoria, actually, so it's a lot of Greek food. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of just Mediterranean. Love Mediterranean and, and Greek food. I love it. It's great. It's all mm-hmm. great. I'm not now that's healthy. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Greek food's a little better. 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much uh, for emailing in, guys. And if you want to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. And uh, if you have time, leave us a review right on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps out the podcast, helps us grow, and tell a friend. And uh, that's it for this week, guys. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.